Yeah, it's recording. I mean, I'm just supposed to be recording my voice, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, sir. Um, well, welcome, Griffin, Harwood, or welcome to my podcast. I don't know if you know this, but I have a podcast and it's about sobriety and wellness and lifestyle, um, addiction and recovery, and, um, you know, mental health, mental illness, etc. Um, it's called Al Anonymous. As you know, my name is Al, and I'm here with Griffin. We have not spoken nor seen each other for how long? When's the last time we spoke? We've been avoiding each other for a decade. Yeah, I think it's been 10 years. <laughs> 10 full years. But you, you, Wait, it's has not... it really been 10 years? That's insane. I know, right? Oh, wait, I'm gonna... A lot, a lot's happened. Yeah. I guess we should catch up, like, publicly. This is our catch-up yeah, session. Uh, what have you been recording. up to for 10 years? For the last 10 years. Or, I mean, I guess I'm interviewing you now. I, we're just catching up. Okay, cool. It's a conversation. Oh, I had to oh, explain yeah, yeah. to someone how a conversation worked okay. recently. It's like two people, people don't listening know about to that. each other. Yeah. People don't know about that stuff anymore. I know. I, tell me about it. Um, anyways, so we'll be having a conversation um, for the first time in 10 years. Well, it's good to see you, Griff. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. Um, we are, of course, social distancing. Griffin's in L.A. I am in, of course, New York. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the last time, so last time I saw you, we were both not sober. Right? I don't we know. When was We were living... What? I don't know, because I don't remember the last time that I saw you. <laughs> well, probably because we were blackout. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, like, anything? Any parts of the time that we knew each other? I remember bits and pieces. I yeah. remember, like, right, cool. dancing cool, in, cool, a, cool. in a living room I in hope... Connecticut or something. <laughs> Okay, cool. I hope you remember <laughs> good bits and pieces, not bad ones. Wait, what? Um, nothing, nothing. I w you were just recalling any tidbits of us knowing each other 10 years ago, and you can't really recall much. What do you remember? <laughs> I, re I remember. I remember being way different, way younger, way more naive. <laughs> um, I remember I thought you were so cool because you hopped trains <laughs> and you tried um, to get me to come with you to hop trains. Wait, and I was really? Like, that so cool. But I didn't do it because I'm too scared. And you actually There's didn't still time. want me to come with you anyway. So There's still time. We can go hop trains. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This, that invitation, is it still stands. Oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> I feel like that's a safe thing to do, like, in these unprecedented times. Like, you're not really seeing people. Well, I don't really know. Didn't, like, copying trains, aren't you, like, cramped with a bunch of other train hoppers? Only in the Great Depression, I think it was like that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not, I um, mean, maybe I who we could be <laughs> headed for that. It could be round two, so... Maybe yeah, everyone's yeah. going to be hopping freight trains in a little bit. <laughs> Except in the Great Depression, yeah. they were hopping freight trains from, like, Kansas to, like, California. And I'm already in California. So I don't you know. You can go back to um, where Kansas I would hop City. a train. Or, yeah. I don't know. But I think it was because it was, like, a dust bowl. Yeah, wait, the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression were different. Can this whole podcast just be about the, the Dust Bowl? <laughs> the Dust Bowl was, like, in the Midwest, and the Great Depression was in, like, the cities. That's I mean, kind of. They were, like, understanding. they were, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. We can move on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so 10 years ago, 
Um, you are. Is that a dog? What is that? No, it's an alarm. It's like a police car, or like an ambulance. Oh, oh! I hope everything's okay. Yeah, there's probably gonna be a few of those. Hope that's yeah. all right. No, I can tell them good. to quiet down I, whenever. <laughs> I live in a very quiet neighborhood, so I'm not very used to to that. It was, I was a little startled. Um, it's family neighborhood, trees, you know, it, where young people like start a family. Sick. That's <laughs> is that why you live there? Um, no, that's not why I live here. I just happen to live here. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so now I live here. Last time I saw you, I think I was living in Connecticut, and you were, of course, hopping trains. Um, <laughs> and now we find ourselves in the two most important cities in the world, in the country. And um, we are catching up on FaceTime on my podcast, Al Anonymous. I'm a friend of the pod. Is that a thing? I Have saw a guy wearing a shirt that said that. <laughs> Who said that? I saw a guy w and he had a shirt on and it said that. Friend of the pod? <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. that like I'm an ally sort of thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like he doesn't. Like a podcast ally. He doesn't listen to podcasts. He's just like friend. <laughs> he's like supports the idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't really listen to podcasts either, but I support the idea too. Wow. Like you should in, get one of those theory, shirts. Then. I think it's a good it's cool, but I seldom listen to podcasts. You should uh you should get one of those shirts then. I really should cuz I am an ally. I I support the pods. Power of the pods to the people. Hell yeah. It really is like the only um platform that we have available that we're that isn't like censored or advertisements and i can i can just like put this into the internet you know yeah it's cool we can say whatever hell um, yeah it's kind of punk you know hell yeah <laughs> so what have you been up to griff for the past 10 years yeah just some highlights Um, yeah, I mean, that's a long time to try to, like, uh... I know. Well, do you want to talk about what you're doing now? Or, like, how you are now? Yeah, we could talk about that, and... Yeah, I don't know. We can talk about that. How's it going? Good, it's going very well. Cool. Uh, you just want me to tell you what I'm up to right now? I don't know. Just, like, <laughs> what have you... Yeah, this is, like, what it's like to catch up with someone after 10 years, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I saw your face on some merch for a rapper. Oh yeah, Travis uh, Scott. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, uh, how did that did happen? You, do you have one of those shirts? No, I don't have one. I, it's probably so expensive, or sold out, or both. I wish that shirt said "Friend of the Pod." Oh, me too. That, we should make Maybe a I shirt. Make with you your should face make it <laughs> with your yeah, with my <laughs> face on it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so that's something that I did in the past ten years. What are Seven other things has that a very I'm nice and unique face? Who? You. Oh, thank you. I was I was telling the listeners who are um, <laughs> listening in on our catch up session. Yeah. So like that's something that happened. All the eavesdroppers. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that happened. That's one thing that happened in the last 10 years. Um, do you, so I just, I live in Los Angeles right now. Um, uh -huh. Did you take a train there or did you, how'd you end up there? I did not take a train here. I drove my car here. Oh my God. Um, cool. I drove <laughs> my car here and then I, had planned on living in my car. I was living in my car in Colorado, and then it was starting to get cold because that's what it does in Colorado. Yeah, I don't hear great things about Colorado except that weed is accepted. Yeah, but that's not a great thing in my no, opinion. No, it's a disgusting thing, honestly. Um, but anyways, uh, let's see. Yeah, so I drove out here, and then uh, so I'm a Hare Krishna. I'm a Krishna devotee. You're a Hare Krishna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like like those guys in in oh you have he's he's showing me the haircut of a hari krishna um he i will confirm yeah, that krishna. griffin has a hari krishna haircut so you so like the guys in union square with the yeah. orange and i know the, i know and the, i know some of those guys for sure Wow. Yeah. Are women allowed one to be Christian? One of those guys is my godbrother. Go Are call they Champu. all your godbrothers? Is that how it works? Uh, <clears throat> typically, that's like when you have like the same guru as somebody else. Yes, women. Oh. Women are definitely allowed uh, to be Hare Krishnas. I never see women Hare Krishnas in Union Square. So typically, ever. the. You you will sometimes, but typically the people who go out on Harinam in Union Square are all brahmacharis, which means that they're celibate monks. Um, oh, all those people are celibate. Yeah, I mean that's part of being a Hare Krishna. Um, are you celibate? I currently am. I'm in quarantine. Uh, I'm living <laughs> like a brahmachari, basically. Um, yeah, so you're celibate now. I wouldn't say that it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, you're celibate. Okay, sure. To an extent. um, I haven't taken a vow or anything like the monks. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so. So the people there, they're like monks, and they're on their, oh, my God, the (laughs) the traffic out there. L.A. Jesus. I'm actually just like I'm actually just pressing buttons on this sampler that I have. You have? Are you talking to me about a sampler you have? Yeah, I was just making a joke about how I was oh. like pressing <laughs> like. Oh, funny. So do you have all your gear with you? Or you're still making music, right? Yeah, I, I just recorded a record. I listened. I listened to two of your tracks. Two of your tracks that you sent me, and they are very good. You're very oh, talented. Oh, thank you. That, I guess, would be Hare Krishna inspired? It's music for Krishna, yeah. Okay, but anyone can enjoy it. Hell yeah. But what That's kind of the point. But what makes it music for Krishna? Well, all of the, I mean, all the music comes from Krishna, ultimately, um, anyway. Is Krishna, like, Krishna, God. Krishna's God, yeah. It's just okay, one of, okay. Got so it. God has like a million names and a million forms, and Krishna mm-hmm. is one of them. <clears throat> okay. But uh, yeah, so Krishna's God, and the music is all devotional. All the lyrics are devotional, and um, so you can say any music you make, like that anyone makes, is for Krishna. No, I wouldn't say any music but, that anyone like makes I, is for. I used to dance with this girl. Who would only dance for Jesus? Oh, you know, is it similar to that? I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't understand the question. I I was asking if it was, if like any like anything creative that you make, any like music, which yeah. I think is the purest art form. Um, what would you would you be able to say that it, all of it? Is for Krishna, or do you have to like s- confirm that this this piece of music is for Krishna, just so everybody knows, but everyone else can enjoy too? Does, does uh, so who I'm have asking to say if that? there's a difference. I mean, I think I don't fully understand the question. Like, is all uh, music that everybody makes? All music that you make, oh, all music, do you, okay. is it all for Krishna? Yes. Or do yes. you, so in the yes. music that you've made in the past was not for Krishna. You just made that for... Myself and self-serving, you know, <laughs> interests. Just like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, wait, okay, cool. Sorry, I just had to make sure I was still like... Are we still like material? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's this, there's, uh, there's like a story about this band Shelter 
who it was like some of the guys from youth of today which is like you know from connecticut or whatever mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i love i just love hearing <laughs> new band knowledge from guys keep going <laughs> <laughs> no i just had to get that shout out to connecticut in there um, yeah yeah and that's uh, what you remember of me connecticut wait do you already know about shelter and youth of today no of okay. course not okay so tell me now i'll know for the next person next <laughs> the impress. next podcast you can just like bring <laughs> yeah. them up um yeah okay shelter shelter uh they so they were in this straight edge band called youth of today and then they became Hari krishna's and then um they had like renounced music but one but their guru uh was like well you know when you're playing music like they had gotten to a point in being monks where they were like kind of wanting to start playing music again and they talked to their guru about it, and the guru was like, so when you're playing this music, are you doing it to serve God, or are you doing it to play God? And that's like the thing that separates, I mean, that's kind of like the mentality that separates this music that I'm making now from the music that I used to be making, which like, you know, in the past, my the themes of my music always had <coughs> dealt with mostly like dark stuff and um like or just like it was like really drug related um just kind of like yeah. stuff that was like when, really when we when we would hang out really like easy subject matter like stuff that like if you're like i smoke weed and then like everyone's like hell yeah like we smoke weed too <laughs> with uh, this music you were putting out um how how do you respond to that <laughs> that's the first time <laughs> that i've heard that but um i think i might have made that up just now but oh, i feel okay. like i know a lot oh, of people okay. <laughs> think you you're i mean i think you're i think stone leather was a very very um important piece of cultural history and um yeah, I'm glad that so another happened because it brought you to this journey or brought you on. It's part of your journey. It is. Yeah, it's for all Krishna, man. Yeah. Okay, so this band, this band, it was a hardcore band, you said? Yeah, they were. Well, yeah, Youth Today was a hardcore band and then they became monks and then they were, you know, living in. They had all kind of split up and were living in different places. And um, and then they decided to start this band Shelter, and Shelter. But they all had the same like guru. I don't. So that's what like kept them together. No, um, it's like mainly these two guys, uh, Ray Capo and Purcell Raghunath and Parmananda, and they uh, they were like kind of like I don't know, like the main guys that like the straight edge scene looked up to like the youth crew scene the guys from youth today really big in connecticut and um wait so is this like 80s 90s what what year are we talking youth today broke up in like 89 i think and then ray okay and then i think like ray went to india and just they and broke then up. he brought back all that knowledge and he was like you, dudes you guys you gotta join basically the krishnas kind, and they're yeah. like well, we're in Connecticut. We're not really doing much else. Whatever, like, sounds good. But they made it cool. So these, so this band, this hardcore band that everyone looked up to in Connecticut, because like, Connecticut is a very bleak place, mm-hmm. and like, the hardcore scene there was is, like, even from where I'm from, upstate, like, the hardcore scene was so important because like, it's kind of the only culture that we had like in in suburbia outside of new york city yeah and just it was frust it's frustrating and it was i don't know it was it was a beautiful time to grow up with in with hardcore like that but it was different in the 80s so what was i saying so the ever so what's his face came back from india god is Ban, kind of. Friends I think uh, into... it was like a, there was like a year or two where they were just monks, and then he decided to start this band Shelter, 
because he had that talk with his guru and his guru was like, well, yeah, you can definitely like if if, if it's your. So in the Bhagavad Gita, um, have you read Bhagavad Gita? I have. So not. in Bhagavad Gita, like one of the big things is like this this warrior Arjuna, who's like a very he's like um, just a, a really good warrior, basically. And it's like his dharma, like it's his his duty in life, basically, to be a warrior. But he's having this. Uh, warriors are so cool. <laughs> he's having he's having this he's having this panic attack on the battlefield because on the other side he sees like some of his relatives are on the, on the opposing side and he's thinking that the the thing to do in that situation is to walk away and and to not fight this war, which this war is basically to prevent this tyrant from taking over the kingdom. It's a just cause. Tyrants are bad. Yeah, it's a just cause, but he feels like he needs to like renounce the world and like go live in the woods and like meditate or something but krishna is his chariot driver in the bhagavad gita and he's saying no you have to do your duty like you have to do what you're here to do um you yeah it's good friend it's it's dangerous to renounce like your dharma and try to take up somebody else's dharma like do what you're here to do but just do it for the right reasons um so well how do you know what you're here to do well you figure it like, out i mean that's you know, <laughs> did you have you figured it out? Well, you're making music for I'm work. Well, I'm I'm actually studying to be an Ayurvedic practitioner now. So I think that's maybe kind of at this point. I, you know, I think that it is that like healing with your hands or something. <laughs> what is, There's what like is, so what many tangents practice? that we could go on. Like, I, like, <laughs> I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's like. I don't know where to take this. Um, uh, what What is you're studying to practice? What Ayurveda? Like put it into like L term. Ayurveda is the oldest uh, form of medicine, the oldest known form of medicine. Okay, so like herbs and stuff. There's herbs, but they were doing. I mean, they were doing surgery like in ancient India, like three thousand five hundred years ago, um, in the same ways that we do it now. Like they had, oh, like sick. they were very like raw surgery, like getting in there and like yeah, like they had all these tools that they had made, stuff. and um, they were doing these like very precise surgeries. They were doing plastic surgery um, that long ago, <laughs> really? yeah. And cool. And we and so like what kind of plastic surgery? What I was thinking about like it today. I was like, were people like getting like a nose job or something like or like a butt? Wow. Implants. <laughs> a butt implant. <laughs> yeah, just one, <laughs> just one cheek. <laughs> um. So plastic surgery is cool amongst the Hare Krishna, <laughs> but, but no, I don't you know. You can't partake in like sex. I don't think. I, please, no. <laughs> That's okay. not what I'm saying. No. Okay. That's not what I'm saying at all. I know. I, I it's hard for me to comprehend and understand and retain knowledge and information. So, oh man. Um, anyway, I, I like just forgot what I said. So keep going. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, what you were asking? So they were doing. They were doing this like surgery, the same surgeries, like a million years ago or whatever yeah. that we're doing now. Yes. And there, that's very cool. So that's you're cool. gonna be. So you're gonna be a surgeon. No. 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 There's like eight, there's like, yeah, I'm going to be a plastic <laughs> surgeon. You moved to LA and now you're a plastic surgeon yes. and you have a car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I moved, I moved to LA to become a plastic surgeon. <laughs> Mad fun. Oh my God. I used to pass this place on, um, on I think it was. I don't know. It was a really funny plastic surgery. It was like all pink. I forgot the name of it. But it was funny, funny, it was funny like, plastic surgery. No, it was like plastic surgery for ugly women or something like that. Damn. It was something like super OD. I don't know. Ooh, I shouldn't. I I need to stop saying OD. That's bad. It's like using the R word. I think, mm. which we don't use on this podcast. I don't think you use it anyway. I don't think I do either. But, yeah, I need to get out of the habit of saying OD because of something that you've missed in the past 10 years. My brother OD'd and died Damn. last year. Whoa. 
So that's something that happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. Um, I was just catching you up. All right. <laughs> um, and when that happened, I was three months sober, and I have been sober ever since. So like a year and a half now. I, so okay. A year and a half. Let's get back to you. I now I have a podcast, and I'm like profiting off of a lifestyle you're a profit subscribe to <laughs> i'm just you're kidding. a sober I, I profit um okay i want to go back to the band shelter <laughs> early 90s they become Hari krishna's and it becomes popular obviously, krishna core like amongst, like, they toured the they kids. toured with no doubt in like 96 when no doubt oh, was like at their so peak. Cool. Oh, I can see Gwen had like Gwen used to wear like a bindi and shit. She got in trouble for a, you could get a lot away with a lot oh, yeah. back then. She probably, I mean, she probably <laughs> gripped that because there was actually this band at that same time, and I think that there might have been some. Well, I know I I'm pretty sure that uh, Ray, the singer of Shelter, was in a relationship with the woman who sang in Baby Gopal, and people would say, and Baby Gopal, by the way, is another w one of Krishna's names. Um, oh. and, and people mm. would say that they were like a Krishna core, no doubt. But I don't really, uh, I don't fully agree. They sound, I don't know. They're not really like as like ska or something. But anyways, um, I maybe, yeah, maybe Gwen got that from her. I know, like, Tony, the bass player from No Doubt, was, like, involved in... Her, like, ex-lover or whatever. Oh, yeah, true. I know he was... Like, all of the songs were about, like, them and then... And now she's with Blake like, Shelton. Imagine? Jesus. She's with Blake Shelton. I like what? <laughs> Blake Shelton. What about Blake Shelton? They're like together. The country singer? <laughs> Blake... What? <laughs> Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Are they together? They were, yeah. I don't know if they still are. Wow, she's got, she's cool. Yeah. I like her style. I know, Blake Shelton is sick. He was never yeah, in Shelter, though. Blake, Blake Shelter. So, yeah, Shelter. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, Shelter. So, what if Blake okay. Shelton was in Shelter? That'd be sick. <laughs> that would be wild. I'm surprised you don't know that little factoid on music because you, like, have the index in your head of hardcore punk all the way up to Hare Krishna 2020. So, okay. Everyone got into Hare Krishna. Krishna and consciousness. Krishna core, like no doubt. It became like a sensation. Yeah. And then and Shelter, and then, Shelter thought they were going to be like on, like they thought they were going to be like number one on like the billboard charts. And they they started getting really like I think they started getting really proud or something, and the next record, like, flopped. And well, they weren't doing it for Krishna. Th this and is that's what happened. This is, like, the danger of the material world and material energy is, like, I mean, that it's, like, you kind of always have to stay vigilant, you know, no matter. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that for sure, totally. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it's, like, with anything, like, any, any bad influence, um, you have to stay vigilant. You know, you can't just like be like, oh, I'm good now. You know? Vigilant. That's a, I, I like that term that you use. Um, do, do you think do you think um, you got into <clears throat> Hare Krishnaism? What would I call What do you call it? Krishna consciousness. Krish, Krishna Khan. Krishna consciousness. Okay, do you think you got into that Wait, um, because... You can hear well, me, right? I'm not laughing. I'm not making fun. Krishna consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. just didn't want to stumble over the word because it, it's a, a mouthful. <laughs> um, Krishna consciousness. Do you think... Because, of course, you were once a punk, right? Can, yes. can we agree on that? Once upon a time. Okay, you were once a punk. And now you are a Krishna, a person of the Krishna consciousness. But do you think you got it, the, the, the hardcore roots had anything to do with what 
drew you to this um, religion? Religion, right? Yeah. Cult? Um, I mean, I figured Club. we were going to do some kind of like um, like timeline of like my biography or something at some point. But okay, I actually, let me catch the listeners up. Wait, you catch the listeners up. Well, that's why I asked, like, in the beginning, like, what what have you done in the past 10 years yes. to go from train hopping to worship, or I don't know if you worship, but, like, pleasing Krishna Serving. and staying vigilant about your Serving. service to Krishna. <clears throat> um. So Griffin used to be a really cool and celebrated punk artist um, and a lot of his lyrics were groundbreaking and people thought they were genius like you said that you made that up when I when I smoke weed the weed smokes me or something like that right yeah yeah I know it's like um I can sleep on the floor there are no doors I'm poor maybe i don't think any of that i don't think i had or like i'm punk i don't think any of those words were in any of my songs oh okay well anyway i was drunk at all of your shows so i barely remember either so actually um anyway so that's griffin's background i i met the devotees when i was like 13 uh so i i met i met the the Hare Krishnas before I ever drank or anything. Um, mm-hmm. and Wait, how'd you meet them? So when I was 13, I had recently gotten into Straight Edge, and it was the year 2000. So you've been, okay. It was the year 2000. Uh, I had started claiming Edge. At 13. Okay, so look. No, no, no. See, this is what I wanted to talk about. People always laugh okay. at that, but... If you think about it, 13 is like when people normally start experimenting with drugs. So drugs and drinking, you know, 13, 14. So it's like f- it, it kind of sounds funny that you're like going to say like, oh, I'm not going to drink, but you're only 13. But it's like actually a lot of my friends. No, it's a decision you make for yourself. I, I get it. A lot oh, of my sorry, friends, you know, at, at that at that age, it, it makes a lot of sense to claim edge, I think. Um I mean, I claimed, like, emo girl at 13, so I get it. It was, like, um, a lifestyle that I subscribed to, like, yeah, doing a lot of coke and going to parties. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I, I chose to do that at 13, so I get it, yes. And you chose to go, but, can you shut Thank you. Um... I have roommates. Do you have roommates? I have a, I have one roommate. Lucky, Ugh, you're beating me. Where's your roommate now? Uh, I think he's like in our little backyard area. Oh, you have a backyard. We have like a ba- like a concrete thing with like a chimney. Oh, cute. You'll have to show me in the daytime. Well, I guess it's daytime there, but maybe after this pod. Okay, so 13, you met the Krishnas. Like, were you listening to Shelter then? Do you want to hear, like, my story? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll <laughs> stop talking. Got it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'd, I'd started calling myself Straight Edge, and some of the local brahmacharis, the local monks, were only a few years older than me, maybe, like, 18. Um, and they had... I think they had come from the straight edge scene. Um, this was kind of like at the tail end of the Krishna core. <clears throat> Wait, time out. Can I, what, can, this was in Kansas City, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Kansas okay, City. Cool. Um, and I think I was wearing a Youth of Today shirt, actually. And they used to see me out skateboarding and we'd kind of like, you know, say what's up to each other. And Aww. I remember when I was a really little kid, uh, I was like, when I was like six or seven, I was like obsessed with Buddhism. And I remember my mom took me to go see these Buddhist monks uh, 
they were taking. They had made so a. Good. They had made a uh, a mandala, uh, and they were gonna like uh, wash it away, like in Brush Creek, which is like this water that flows through Kansas City. Um, and yes, yeah, so we went to go see that happen. And I used to, I would see the Hare Krishnas out, the the the, the brahmacharis, and I. I I think I maybe I thought they were Buddhist or I was just kind of like, yo, like, who are those guys like in those robes? Like, what's up? And yeah, that's what I think every time I'm in Union Square. Yeah, and it wasn't really like that in Kansas City because in Kansas City, you know, as, at that time, I don't know what it's like now, but uh, I was living in this area called Brookside and it was just kind of like, you know, uh, you would go out and skate and maybe see like one or two other people out skating you wouldn't really see a lot of people out like during the day. Uh, it wasn't really like, it wasn't like the monks were out like doing kirtan. They weren't like playing music or anything. I would just see them like, you know, uh, a few blocks down, like walking some, you know. Just like being a just normal like, person, yeah, just wearing the orange No, they were, robe. yeah, they were like wearing their, their, their dhoti and kurta and stuff. And, and I would just be like, yo, what, like, what am I seeing? And then I remember, like, one day one of them came up to me, and he was like, oh, cool, like, Youth of Today, uh, you like Shelter? And I was like, ah, I've only heard one song. And then he, he was like, Aww. he was like, because, you know, back then it was, like, hard to find music. Like, you couldn't really, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, that's so It cute. was like, I had nice. this, I had this compilation. <laughs> I, had, I, like, knew that Shelter existed, and I, like, heard mm-hmm. some older people in the straight edge scene, like, talk about them or reference them. But it was like, yeah. I couldn't find their music anywhere but I had this one CD that was a compilation, the in-flight compilation, <laughs> uh, re- uh, Revelation Records, and it had one Shelter song on it, and it, it was so good. And yeah, so he was like talking to me about hardcore, straight edge, and then he gave me this book called The Higher Taste, which is basically about uh, vegetarianism and animal rights in a spiritual context. Oh, I love in that. A spiritual context. Is that a part of Hare Krishna? Very much so, yes. Cool, um, cool, cool, cool. Keep going. And, uh, and you know, at that point in my life, I, uh, you know, I, I had been into like Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that, and they kind of got me to be like a little bit political. So I was aware mm-hmm. of like political prisoners, such as like Leonard Peltier and Mumia Abu Jamal, and I was into, mm-hmm. co- I was like kind of into like conscious rap and like <laughs> and like mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine around like '98. 99 and 2000 you're cool and then <laughs> yeah well so like i was into like that stuff and i was like basically like kind of like an, a little activist but i wasn't vegetarian <laughs> or vegan um and he gave me this book and he was talking to me about how like when you go to the grocery store and you see this nicely packaged product on the shelf it's really easy to like just not think about how that was once a living being that had a An family with eyelashes and that and fought for its life and that soul. didn't want to die. Um, mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was like, yo, what? Like, how have I never thought about that? <laughs> like, he like blew my mind, like with that simple statement that it's like, I was like, yeah, how have I never like thought about that? And I'm sure maybe I had thought about it when I was like a really little kid, but it, it was definitely like, I was definitely not conscious of of that yeah you know. i wish more people were so yeah me too conscious of it because it's disgusting yo tofu never caused a pandemic um <laughs> true so <laughs> um yeah so yeah i can go down my path with you i i'm with you with that hell yeah but that's that's cool that it's part of that religion i wish it, was, it were part of uh more it is it actually is you know in christianity there's a commandment that says thou shalt not kill um, it's, it's right. actually a part, it's actually a part of, it's actually a part of like every major religion. <laughs> People just don't choose to follow that part. Um, damn, I want to, I need to, I need to remind a lot of people. Of good that luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, damn. so he gave me that book and it's like funny because that's a, that's not typically the first book that you give to somebody who shows any kind of interest or is like willing to take a book from you. And in the devotee community, with a lot of book distributors, uh, which I do book distribution uh, for for some of the local temples here, um, 
we so like what the people in Union Square do. Kind of, but I don't usually. I'm not playing music. Uh, I might have a table set up with a little speaker playing music or something. But typically, I just walk around and I just like talk to people, which obviously I can't do that right now. It's what I was doing before the right. pandemic. But we like typically people see that book as a cookbook, which it does have recipes. But there's, I mean, half of the book, the first half of the book is all about, you know, why vegetarianism is. You know, Srila Prabhupada, the guy that brought Krishna consciousness west and to the larger, actually internationally, um, he he talked about how eating animals is like the number one um, obstacle in spiritual progress. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, it's really yeah. what about how what is what is um like alcohol and drugs? Where does where does that play? If, um, there, where does that fall if uh, eating animals is? number one they would probably take a close second i can't speak for him but we do we mm, do have four right. regulative principles that we live by and no mm -hmm. intoxication is one of those regulative principles so it's definitely discouraged um it doesn't and then the third is um sex right yes got it got it no meat eating no intoxication no illicit sex and no gambling so it's not what does illicit mean again um anything like other than the purpose of procreation uh, re reproduction <clears throat> got it yeah so so reproducing is, is yeah i mean that's what we're here for you know um to keep reproducing yeah <laughs> um so so when so when did you um give all of this stuff up for krishna well i guess what i was kind of saying or like a, I guess alluding to was that you know throughout high right. school I had already given all that stuff up I I mean that's you know in my opinion that's why there was such so such you, a strong you at the core. such strong crossover with the straight edge scene and Christian consciousness is like most straight edge people are pretty much already following those regulative principles um, wow. and so I mean it's just like an easy you know it's it, it's yeah um, Makes that's, sense. That's actually illuminating. I, yeah, I guess it totally makes sense. It lines up. That's cool. Um, I, <laughs> I don't. That's that's my um reaction to that. It's cool. Cool, cool. Uh, it is cool. Anyways. So okay. So yes. Go on. Uh, you're living your life. You're a Krishna at core. And then. So yeah, when I was in high what? school, I was like, I was straight edge. I was vegetarian, but I. I definitely did some long stints being vegan. <clears throat> be being vegan, you know, in the early 2000s was a lot more like esoteric and kind of it was a, it was a bit harder to find out information. It was we didn't have like right. infographics on Instagram, you know, and like <laughs> we didn't have like you could you yeah. could go on a website or something, but it was like <laughs> it wasn't really you know, I knew a few people who were vegan, and they were like vegan straight edge guys, and it just seemed, I just, I, I had concerns, you know, that were really unfounded and, and unnecessary concerns, um, but I was, you know, I was like, I'm a growing kid, like, I don't know, like, how am I, like, I'm going to do this without, like, eating any animal products, because <laughs> they're like, you know, like, I have to eat, like, a little bit of, like, dairy or something, but right. obviously right, that's, right, 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 that's right. not true. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, vegan, vegetarian, uh, and straight edge all throughout high school. And then I'm not really sure when I fell off completely, but I do remember shortly after graduating, maybe when I was, like, 19 or something, I, uh, I was headed up to a, a concert, like, in, uh, on a farm in Washington State uh, from Portland, and and my friend was like, oh, like, I have some acid in the freezer. Like, can you go get it and, like, bring it out to me or whatever? Like, we were, like, <laughs> in the car. He was like, yo, like, I forgot the acid. Like, go grab it. Like, bring it. And wow. so, like, I went in and I, like, got it. And I just touched it with my bare hands. And it was, like, it was yeah. on sugar cubes. It was on sugar <laughs> cubes. And, like, uh, and I, like, <laughs> and then I, like, was feeling weird on the way up there. Like, right around when we got to where the show was. And like, oh they were like, yo, like, I think you're tripping. And I was like, how could I be tripping? And they were like, well, you touched the acid with like bare hands. Like it just got in through oh your my skin. God, I would be terrified. And I was like, I wait, is this real? Like, can you just, 
I don't to this day I'm not really sure if that's really like something can that happen like you can't just go I'm pretty sure it can happen <laughs> it's like a thing that everyone talks about yeah well I think it like happened cool to me electric Kool-Aid I got dosed on people. accident and then I was kind of just like I was tripping already and I was like fuck it I'm gonna take shrooms so then I took shrooms like that night and then I like played a banjo under the full moon while all these people were trying to camp and I was like probably being super loud and I remember just like <laughs> giving like a that sounds so <laughs> yeah I was like giving like a I was giving it yo 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 but it was crazy because I think the show ended at like 10 p.m. so I was like mm-hmm. I was all like lit up I was like ready to part you know like I was like you know uh stoked i was you know and it it wasn't like that late and then uh yeah anyways i think that's kind of what set it off but it's hard it's hard to say i remember like drinking when i was like 20 so definitely by the time i was 20 i had totally broken edge and Mm -hmm. through riding freight trains and like just being like becoming a wasted piece of shit i uh like would be super hungry you know, for a few days in a row, like stranded in some weird little town in Wyoming. Um, and someone would come up, you know, I, I, I would like maybe post up out in front of like a gas station or something. And someone would come up and like give me like two Big Macs. And I remember just like just being so hungry uh-huh. and just like eating them. And, you know, and especially when you're drinking, like this is kind of like this, you know, I think that it, choosing to be sober is really like it is a it's it's. It's a political action, you know. I don't think that um, mm-hmm. I don't think that these substances have any place in a social justice movement or any sort of progressive uh, community, and that's just my opinion. Um, so you don't have to agree with me, but I really don't think. No, I, that's something to think about. Just for anyone listening out there, you know, I'm I'm just expressing yeah, my I'm opinion about, about it. I'm gonna record for it. M- politics of sobriety podcast. Yeah. So f- in a bit. so so it's really easy for you to fall, you know, to forget the reasons why you're living in a certain way when you are right. taking intoxicants and you're clouding your consciousness. Um, and also, you know, I think that suffering uh, to a certain extent um, is a big motivator in... Suffering. In, yeah, in uh, making progress. And um, just, I mean... If you're if you're totally like making trying to make yourself comfortable all the time, you're not like in solidarity with people that are suffering mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah. And yep, 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 yep. With you. And 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 in doing so, you're causing more suffering to yourself because you know it's not it's it's a false freedom. It's like not a real escape. It's kind of like this crazy cycle. But um, I'm going off on a crazy tangent right now, but yeah, it's like, I really it's like, like I, I just, uh, going and where you're at. I think it's, I think it's a really nice way I, to think about sobriety, like I s- in it, like not just like in the Krishna sense, but just in the political sense. And I'm know, not trying to like being a good person. I'm not like trying being, like, to a part of humanity. Sense, yeah. You know? And I'm also like, I'm not trying to put myself up on a pedestal or anything like, Oh, I'm sober. So I'm being like revolutionary or something. That's not, Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Well, that's not where I'm at with it, but I just think that, uh, you know, also, uh, in the early two thousands, just being a part of like different political movements and activist communities time and time again, we would have meetings to plan protests or something and the meetings would just devolve into a party and people would just mm-hmm. be like drinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like i remember when that was that's not you know like we're going to get together we're going to do this next weekend too and we're going to we're going to like plan a protest and we're going to have a workshop and then we're all just going to get wasted and it's like we can't keep mm-hmm. doing that we need to take control of our consciousness we need to elevate our consciousness and not like you know put ourselves down and be you know because it's it's not you're definitely not strengthening yourself uh you're not being an asset to any sort of progressive cause if if you're if you know if you're incapacitated it's just it's just no i mean i see it i see it as a fact you don't have to that's just a fact yeah that's common sense i just you know i don't think that that's a widely held belief especially amongst progressive communities um, it's it's absolutely it's not because people are afraid of the truth. Yeah, 
Um, and also, like, um, people are really afraid, actually, really afraid of, like, finding out who they are, I yeah. think. And finding out, like, what they're, what, what they need to be vigilant about. Yeah. But I, I do agree that um, there's no room for for drugs and alcohol in um, organizing any we need, kind of we need political. A, we basically need to like. If you want to get anything done at all, it, we it just it just doesn't work, you know. It's like any like any kind of meeting. Like okay, like we're gonna have a book club and just kidding, we're just gonna drink wine, you know. Yeah, we need to like be as strong as possible. Um, you know, if we're going to take on the powers that be and, uh, you know, any forces of oppression, you know. Um, <clears throat> and that's just my opinion, so. No, that's really cool, Graf. We are approaching an hour, I believe. Can you believe it? Wow. 50 minutes we've been catching oh, up. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I don't like to have long episodes right on the listeners get bored if you guys are still if you are still listening right damn now, am i boring which you probably are because griffin has been <laughs> very very um enticing and you, yeah wow i am super impressed with where this episode or just you know how you are it's, it's good <laughs> i'm i'm glad to see you in this new not really a new what well i guess it's like your true self i met the fucked up version you know yeah. i like the fucked up version too you still had like all those um music factoids and like cool punk politics and the tattoos you yeah know? <laughs> um yeah all right wow that's I'm really happy for you, and I think thank you for explaining Krishna consciousness to me. And hope and because I really had no idea, I don't, I didn't know any. Of that. I hope if any devotees hear this, they're they aren't like <laughs> mad at me. I hope I did uh, a good job. Well, no, you're spreading the word of Krishna consciousness. Yeah, you're like a missionary. Yep, very much so. <laughs> so, how many people are in your like brotherhood? <laughs> <laughs> or or what do you call it <laughs> crew <laughs> oh are you allowed to do oh my god you think that's it's that funny yes. it's that funny <laughs> 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 i'm sorry i don't know i don't know how many like god brothers and god sisters I have right God brothers. I don't yes. know how many people. I don't know. Like I, my guru is pretty popular, and um, and he uh, he has thousands of disciples all over the world. But I'm not sure. As far as an exact number, I'm not sure. I know. I mean, there's millions. There are millions of Krishna devotees in the world. Yes. Yes. Um, I see them all the time in Union Square. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Say what's up to them next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll like drop like one of your buzzwords, and then maybe pick up some reading materials. Just go up to them and, and say. Maybe maybe I'll see the light. Maybe I will go to LA and join a cult too. Just uh, just go up to them and say Jai Prabhupada. Okay. And they'll they'll be cool. like what? Text they'll me be um the pronunciation okay. of that, so I'll know exactly how to say. Okay. What does it mean, by the way? Jai Srila Prabhupada. It means, uh, it basically means victory. Uh, Jai is kind of like, uh, means like hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually cool. we got, you know, we got the word hooray from hare. Hare Krishna. What? I don't know if it's true, nice. but it sounds good. I don't know if that's true. No, yeah, I like that. That, that was a real... Um, Cause you're like saying hooray, hooray Krishna, um, <laughs> hooray Krishna, and uh, victory. Well, yeah, I mean Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, he's uh, he's, you know the the. Whew, I mean, we could have like a ten-hour podcast. About we can him. we can we can catch up on this. Yeah, and we can have another episode all about Hare Krishna 
consciousness. But we do have to wrap it up, unfortunately. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to <laughs> tell you. I, I yeah, whatever. But anyone no, out I, there I, listening, I am just sincerely interested. Yeah. But say what you were gonna say. So Srila Prabhupada brought this Krishna consciousness movement to the whole world. You know, it's a movement. It's thousands of years old. Um, it went away for a long time. It came back in West Bengal in like the 1400s uh, via this guy, Lord Chaitanya, who's actually an incarnation of Krishna himself. Uh, he started the Sankirtan movement, which is like the playing the drums and the kartals and chanting, the public chanting. And then uh, Srila Prabhupada in the 60s at the age of 70 years old was a stowaway on a steamship from India to New York City in 1965. And he came over here penniless, and uh, he is the, the one who's responsible for bringing Krishna Consciousness International. That's uh, AC Bhaktivedanta Srila Prabhupada. So saying Jai Prabhupada is saying like, yeah, Prabhupada, like, vic that guy. Yeah, Victory Prabhupada, like. He did this. Yeah, yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Cool, wait, I just have two more questions. Um, oh, I already, oh yeah. Um, one, are you allowed to do graffiti or like any like vandalism on anything? What, how, how does Krishna it doesn't, that? <clears throat> it doesn't work like that. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. We all have free will, you know? Uh, free will. We do believe in free will oh. to a certain extent. You believe in free to will. To a certain yeah. extent. Okay. See, this is like, I mean, this, po this <laughs> yeah, podcast could go on, on for a long time. But it's like, like, yo, let me just <laughs> lay this point down real quick, please. Yeah, okay. so we do believe in free will to a certain extent. You have free will to the extent that you are able to control the things that control you. So um, Ooh, this nice. is why we have these nice. regulative principles. Recovery. This is why we have these regulative principles uh, in order to help us because – you're only you're only free as long as you aren't controlled by your desires, your material desires. Ooh, so if you're that is a good one. <laughs> I will definitely make a little teaser with that. With that yeah, yeah. So I mean, you have it to a certain extent. There's also karma comes into play. You do have, we do oh, karma, we do believe in karma, um, but it's it's yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So it's not black and white. That's really, that's actually really beautiful and, and cool. Great. What was your other question? You had two questions. I forgot. Um, I totally forgot. It was a good one too. Should have been writing it down. Do you think, um, well, obviously music has a lot to do with the Krishna, so never mind. Um, I was going to ask if you got into Krishna consciousness, like based on music, but, um, yeah, same thing. Uh, oh, fuck, what was I gonna ask? I don't remember. Oh yeah. So what about like um, like intimate relationships? Like you're allowed to reproduce, but does like desire like 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 love like where does love for another like individual play into? Krishna consciousness uh, it's definitely I mean if you can be in a relationship that's going to help where you're going to help each other strengthen your and be celibate no you do, you're not celibate if you're in a relationship with somebody you're, you're a grahasta you're a householder so you have you have sex but you don't use contraceptive measurements um, because why are you having you know it's like you don't want to take you yeah, don't want to yeah. take something like that and then like abuse it just for pleasure because then at that at that point you're exploiting the other person for your own pleasure. You know, if you're not having sex like But what if it's mutual? I don't know that it consensual sex. Like as consensual we say in the secular cons world. consensual sex that's just for pleasure, like not for the purpose of procreation. That's bad. I mean, be it's you know, from my point of view, it's bad because whether or not it's consensual, I mean, it better be consensual or else it's not actually sex. It's called rape. Thank you. Um, Thank you and for, for making that, <laughs> Yeah, um, so different, different you're, still, you're, still, uh, you're still exploiting each other for pleasure. I mean, it's not, it's still exploitation. Whether or not you, you know, if you guys are both agreeing to the exploitation doesn't mean that it's not exploitation. 
Uh, so, so it's not, it's not, a, it's not cool in the eyes of Krishna. It's not really like, like or it's not really like that. It's not like, you know, it's, it's an aspiration. It's not like, uh, you like are going to go to hell if you Got, have yeah. sex without the purpose of procreation. It doesn't work like that, you know? Um, uh-huh. it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's about attachment. It's like, if you are, you know, if you're going after sex and it's the only thing that's going to like appease you or like make you happy, air quotes, mm-hmm. happy, um, you know, there's a point in your life where you're not going to be, you know, everyone gets to a point in their life where they're not able to have sex, uh, right. you know, inevitably. I mean, maybe some people don't get to that point and they're just like, whatever, like, Anyways, I don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> generally, <laughs> biologically, people get to a point in their lives where they're not able to do that, and if that's what they're depending on for their happiness, then they're you know they're not going to be very happy. I mean, that's a so whole it's like problem. You in itself. I mean, yeah. So it's like for me, I'm not like you know, uh, I, I haven't even been initiated yet. You know, I'm as- aspiring under this guru. Oh, you're still like a young grasshopper. I am still a, yes young grasshopper um mm. yeah so i mean and you'll be a surgeon wait so how many years do you have to put into this before you can you know do the do the uh, medicine and the surgery that's like plastic unrelated to krishna consciousness okay <laughs> All right. wait okay i remember that this is the last thing and then we'll wrap it up um krishna how does um how does krishna feel about um vaccination it's not <laughs> i mean well i don't know i or how do you feel about vaccination how do i feel about vaccinations i know this is a touchy subject we don't even have to go i into uh it. i don't this is i mean we could talk about this for so long i don't have we'll, a f- we'll, we'll talk about it after the pod if i don't want. have a feeling about vaccinations i think the problem is that people think that the vaccination is the solution when it's Definitely not. I mean, in this case, I don't. I mean, polio vaccine or whatever. Like, I have. No, I don't know anything about that. I know that like it helped people like get over polio or like not get polio or whatever. But I'm talking about like in this scenario with vaccinations. The problem is that people are putting all their focus and attention into vaccinations when you know this virus came. Mm. This this virus. You know, all these like recent viruses are zoonotic. Like they all come from keeping animals together in close quarters, no matter how you want to cut it. It's like, it, it, like, it yes, doesn't, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, no one, the, I don't think, I don't start. think, I mean, there is disagreement about that, but there's always going to be disagreement when you. you're challenging people's habits. But it's like, the real issue is like, humans need to stop exploiting defenseless animals. As long as we keep exploiting and slaughtering, you know, billions of defenseless, innocent animals and eating their mm-hmm. dead like and, and eating their dead bodies, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Flesh. Their charred remains. Like, yo, <laughs> that as long as we keep doing that, we're gonna keep having these pandemics. It's we're gonna keep that's, having that's, to face huge, like bigger and bigger issues as time goes on. So until we all like as a human species make an agreement to stop exploiting and murdering defenseless animals and eating their bodies then vaccinations you know who gives a fuck about a vaccination like you're gonna have to come up with another vaccination in a few years because we can't fucking stop eating animals it's like just stop doing it like how many times do we have to get you know it's like it's affecting everything in the world and it's only gonna get you know the the message is just gonna have to get louder and louder and yeah. hopefully thou shalt not kill hopefully we can hear um, it at some something point. we need to remind people of yeah so that's that's my I mean that's my outlook on vaccinations I think it's a big distraction <laughs> it's no, a big I, distraction I, like a lot of this shit is you know a lot of the thoughtful. the hot topics these days are just distractions like people don't want to actually talk about the real issues you know they want to talk about five G and vaccines. Like, who gives a, I mean, yeah, maybe that shit's bad for you, but what's really bad for you is this whole paradigm we have where we're raising and slaughtering billions of animals. Like, let's talk about that. Griffin, I totally agree with you, and we could talk about that later, but um, I think we're <laughs> over an hour. So can you just, like, say something, like, what you said before about, like, 
That was, when I was like, oh, that was a good line. Can you just like say something you like that's like witty and cool and up and like optimistic maybe or um and I don't just say something smart and cool. I think I might have done that already. Hopefully. Yeah, you did it enough. Well, Graf, it's been a great catch-up session. Let's do this again in ten more years. No. Yeah, I know. We'll hang. In ten more, like we'll in ten more weeks. No, 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 no. We'll hang as soon as this pandemic's over. Sick. Yeah, and I'm like rich from podcast money. <laughs> and I'll be rich from plastic surgery money. okay yeah great well until then i will talk to you on our iphones okay cool okay and we're pressing stop